Hi, I'm Mrs. W, and I'm a teacher. And I'm Mrs. B, and I'm a teacher. Teaching really is an art, but with our actual degrees and experience in teaching, we have a BS in education. What happens in the classroom doesn't stay. It gets told right here, right now, today. What happens in the classroom doesn't stay. It gets told right here, right now, today. It's a BS in education. Welcome to BS in Education. It's me, Miss W. And me, Miss V. Look, I didn't step did on it, it for the yeah! first time we did it. in 42 episodes. We did it. Man, we're so good now. We're getting so close to the finish line, everyone. How you feeling, Miss oh, V? Man, I am. It? We're there. We're at the countdown mode on the calendar. Mm-hmm. The kids are there. I'm there. Everybody's there. We got our um, end of year checkout list, which oh, so I always... It's so exciting, but I always forget about it. And then I start looking over it and like hyperventilating because I'm like, I don't know where I put that. I don't know where all those things are. <laughs> what's and what's this on is... your checkout list? Mine are never oh my God. too bad. It's like six pages long. Oh, no. Mine's so... a single page. Oh, Lord. Well, that's how it was at my old school. But now that I'm in a very regimented school district, mm-hmm. it's it's hyper specific, like all the scholastic news magazines need to be like cataloged for and then all the books what? that belong to them in my cabinets and then all the ESL materials, all my sped folders with all the documentation and then all the paperwork for those kids. Guess who has not been marking her 504? So I was, there's a chart for every single day of the school year where uh-huh. I'm supposed to mark that, yes, this kid has preferential seating. Yes, this kid, like, really? Can I just not be like, yeah, I'm secretary. giving it to them constantly. So I have to fill out all that shit. I've got to find those forms in the first place. I have to find all the folders, put that together. Like my kids with, I'm not going to say real accommodations, but my kids with like a strong need Mm -hmm. for very specific accommodations. Like I've got all that stuff because we have to record those digitally in the online database in addition to on paper. So I've got that part covered. It's just all these other ones. And then our end of year conferences, which we only have to have with kids. um, Did your dog just moan? What was he that did. noise? Okay. His life is so hard. It really is. He only has three legs and one oh, eye. So he, he's allowed to he's allowed to moan. So there's that on there. And then there's a section that says I have to have my commu- my communication logs for every single student, which includes every text or email communication I've had with each individual family all year long, in what addition the to the phone log. Fuck? So I have to print all that shit out. It's Crazy. I've decided that I'm not going to say anything, but I'm only going to print the ones for the parents who are crazy or like mm-hmm. the kids who were, you know, had more stuff going on because I don't think it's going to matter for the other ones, but I'll print the other ones out and it's all saved. Like it's all in the thing. Why do I have to print it all out? Yeah. Like, the Why do you have on. to have a paper copy? That's so bizarre. For real. So anyway, that's just like page. That's the first two pages. It's just so much shit. And then my husband's going to be real mad because I've got to bring home like a lot of the big furniture that I brought up there because we can't store it at school. So like Yikes. a couple of bookshelves and like probably six or seven boxes. They won't of let books you leave it at my cabinet. They will let us whatever we can cram into our four cabinets is allowed to stay. So I think I can cram two of my bookshelves by kind of nesting them into each right. other because they don't match, thank goodness, into the backpack cabinet once that's cleared out because there's a lot of space. So I think I can nest those in there. But like my big rolling whiteboard that he has to take apart every time we move because it's like eight feet tall. It's yeah. huge. 
Gonna have to bring that home. I, why do they make you bring that shit home? I don't know. They didn't. I don't yeah, know. I've never we're not even moving school. classrooms. Like they've told us we're staying in the same classroom. And right. I'm like, come on, man. Because I'm going to, I'm going to schmooze the principal real hard and see if she'll, I'll be like, you can use, because every time she comes to my room, she's like, man, I just love this whiteboard. So maybe I'll be like, you can use it all summer for whatever you want if you yes. don't take it home. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. That wasn't even your BS mm-hmm. for today. I just asked that wasn't. how it was going. That yeah, wasn't. my checkout list would always be like, write down the serial numbers on your computers, your X, Y, and oh, Z yeah. that's staying in your room. Yeah. Make sure your chair is too. labeled and yeah, and give yeah. us back the keys. But I've only had a couple principals that really made me give the keys back. They'd be like, but yeah, if you usually quit, you got to you... drive your ass up here in the summer. You got to bring them. <laughs> no, and then you have to get signed out by, you know, 20 right. different campus personnel right. who That's also have right. to sign out 100 other people. So it's just, it's going to be awful. And it's on my daughter's birthday, like our final oh, checkout no. day. Oh, did I tell you what, what I'm going to do for her birthday? So her birthday no. gift's going to be late. So, you know, we have this lovely poster that yes. I made for your son. So, so I feel like it's about time for, for little sis to have one too. So when you come mm-hmm. visit... At some point, I need to get a picture of her, like, on, I don't know, a rocking horse or something like that. So I want to uh-huh. get her on a... Oh, I need to... We need, we should tell the, the listeners. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Miss B's son loves sharks. He's loved them, I don't know, for a really long time. And when I came to visit one summer, I went uh, to his swimming, his swim lesson, and I brought my nice camera, and I got this amazing picture of him doing a cannonball. So I paid someone on Fiverr, I think in like Croatia or something, so I only had to pay him like 15 (laughs) bucks to take the Jaws movie poster where you see the shark coming up and photoshop uh photoshop my godson jumping into water like apparently into in like right above the shark Uh and in the jaws font it says his name at the top so um so I want to get sister one where she's like riding a unicorn, <laughs> but I need to get a a good that. picture of her like on yeah. some kind of rocking horse thing or something so that I ha- so that it like it'll look Maybe right. Maybe we can find like a fence post or, or like a fence that she can sit on or yeah, we'll we'll just something that she can. She loves to take pictures, so she's very. I just want to let you in on it now, so you're not like, what the how fuck are you? Do you keep taking these weird pictures of my daughter <laughs> what are you doing with these photos? so she'll get it late because it won't be till after y'all come and all that stuff but i think it'll, it'll be, be fine she'll be, be really excited it. oh you know what sucks is i had bought jojo siwa concert tickets oh, for that's august right. for her birthday and the concert got moved to january oh, so now it's no. just gonna be a christmas present there you go but now i have to Perfect. like buy her shit for her birthday so that sucks yeah. okay i feel like i've done my bs i'm gonna do, <laughs> i'm gonna keep that as my bs because that was a lot <laughs> to unpack right there <laughs> there you go and then this other bs can just be moved to the next it's week it's not even it's not even real bs <laughs> we're complaining about it's just whining so uh, all right so i'm going to i also in instead of doing regular bs i'm gonna tell the tale that i teased two weeks ago and then forgot about which was the worst testing experience ever like it it's it's like, it, it seems like it should be a sitcom. It's so ridiculous. Mm. So I have to get um, notes. These are all the notes I wrote to make sure I Shut didn't up. leave anything out. 
so a full this... page document typed out, you guys. Yes. Yes. Settle and it's in. just bullet it's just bullet points. So so let me paint the picture. First of all, this this district required everyone to take the test on computer. Of course we don't have enough computers for everyone. No. So we would be testing for like two months solid. There would be some grade Gross. testing for two weeks for the last two months of school. It sucked because it disrupts the lunch schedule. Yes. You have to be quiet Everybody in the be hallways. silent all over the school. Mm-hmm. You can't use any of the laptops for normal computer stuff. Because they're for all like two for months. testing. Right. What the hell? Okay. It was... um. It was te- well. It's just the district assuming that schools can afford enough computers for every student. And I taught in the poorest school district in the state, so, so we trickles couldn't. down, and they don't get shit. Correct. So this is by the time this group. Let me see where does it. Okay, so first of all, I was a theater teacher. They decided to have all the specialists assist in proctoring the exams, but not for all the students, just for like third and fourth or fourth and fifth or something like mm-hmm. that and it's because these students tests were longer and the classes were bigger for some reason our older classes were all much larger so oh. it's hot this school building was built you know 60 70 years ago so it has no air conditioning nice so we've got to have all the windows open which also means nobody can go outside for recess and be loud because everybody's suffocating noise. and dying so we've got um two or three box fans so it's just loud you just have to you have to like almost yell for the kids to be able to hear you over the fans yeah. like it's just miserable also the classroom is way too small for the students to be spread out so they've all got those trifold st- poster things uh, around yes. them um which means so they're every- in these little sweat caves yes which means every once in a while the wind would gust and Everything uh, falls and down. there'd be a bunch of them falling over and you're trying to pick them up while also being quiet the state I originally taught in uh, did not have these measures. Like our classrooms were bigger. It was a newer building so the students could spread out more. And they just had the ancillary teachers also give the test. So every teacher mm-hmm. just had like 10 kids. If you've got every teacher counselor, nobody's taking an off period, then you could spread you out. you can spread everybody out. Right. So, but... My old district was crazy about cell phones. You either had to turn it into the office or not bring it in the building. Where this district's like, eh, it's fine. We trust you. None of that stuff. They didn't say like your phone had to be. It was bizarre to me. They just didn't think that that was a big deal. But previous districts I've been in are like, no, because I guess some teachers had been bribed to take pictures of the test or something. I think maybe that's where it stemmed from. Okay. Um, but anyway, so it's just, it's a different situation than I'd been used to. All right. So I think I've set the scene. So we're in um, one of my favorite teachers. Uh, we're we're, we're going to call her Miss GMC. And then maybe, so that way those of you that are listening that do know her, her name's... Um, but that way, those okay. of you that are listening that do know her will figure out figure who out. I am talking about. So I'm with her for a full week, but we're in this hot ass classroom. Uh, she's reading the directions. Also, someone must be walking around at all times. Teachers yes. are not allowed to sit 
at all. At all. Mm-hmm. Which I also don't remember being a thing when I was in the South. I think they were like every three minutes you need to do a lap. Oh, there's or something. it's a thing here. It's, yeah, maybe I just didn't listen to it. It's intense. <laughs> I also was in a theater classroom where I had a stage, so I could sit up on the stage and literally and see, see everyone at all times. So maybe, yeah. maybe that's why it's. I just don't remember it. So we're gearing up to start the test. You would always start, we like, we, we wait till every student is accounted for. So you always end mm-hmm. up starting late because of tardy students. And there's this one boy that, like, his eyes are all red and swollen. And I'm like, this little boy is having an allergic reaction. So I'm like, Miss GMC, oh, no. what do we do? Like, we're supposed to start this test in 10 minutes. Do Like, I'm afraid something's go- Like, he, I don't even yeah. think he can see well because his eyes are watering. So, so she's like, run him to the nurse real quick and see what she says. So the nurse is like, yes, you're right. I'm going to call mom and see if she can, like, bring him some Claritin or something. And then we'll have him come in and take the test late. late. So that little boy um, gets, I, I bring him down to the nurse. Then we're like, okay, now we're going to start. So Miss GMC is reading through all the directions while I'm wandering in and out. And there's, you know, some specific protocol if a student needs to use the bathroom, I would Mm -hmm. have to escort them to the bathroom. So I don't know, we're 30 minutes. Stand outside the stall, make sure they, yeah. Yeah, they're not cheating that these students haven't come up with some crazy elaborate uh, form for cheating. Third grade cheaters, yes. So... Some student, you know, raises their hand and I'm like, you know, what do you need help with? It's like, I have to use the restroom. I'm like, okay. Uh, I go to to open the door and we're locked in the classroom. The doorknob has Shut malfunctioned. So it's like you can't twist it. So <laughs> you're silently banging on the door because you're trapped inside. So you I'm trapped don't... in this hot fucking oh. oven of a classroom we're sp- we have to keep the doors closed to keep any hallway noise coming out yes. so i'm like okay jeremiah just have you know have a seat you're gonna have to wait a second so i'm like trying to catch the eye of the we had like a person a tech person in the hallway who was our computer teacher or monitor yeah. or whatever at the school so i'm trying to catch stuff. her eye but i can't get like a, a get a good angle with the tiny yeah. window um <laughs> So thank goodness the school doesn't, and we can't. We don't want to make a phone call because that's going to disrupt yeah. everybody. So that's one of the things is like you only make a phone call if it's an emergency. So I text uh, uh, Stacy, and I'm like, "You got to get a custodian or something. We're locked in this goddamn classroom, and I have a student that has to be." So the custodian's trying to be as quiet as humanly possible while he like gets the doorknob open. So eventually. We get the doorknob open. Uh, I escort this student to the bathroom. From now on, we're... Oh, no. You're frozen. What's the last thing you heard me saying? I heard he's... Oh, I actually told you what it was, but it was frozen, and now I can't remember. It was uh, the custodian is trying to unlock the door as quietly as he possibly can, and then... So the uh, custodian like does whatever he does to the doorknob luckily it's pretty muffled by the sounds of the, of fans, all the box fans of all the box fans so it wasn't that terrible but now we're afraid to shut the door all the way yeah so i think i had the genius idea of like getting some duct tape and taping over taping the, the little, little thing nipple thing yeah. yeah and then we had to just like kind of put the um 
recycle bin over to keep the door from just swinging open. So uh-huh. it's already been a very stressful like 45 minutes. And in the meantime, the nurse has walked the other student, allergic reaction student, back into the classroom. So now I've got to like quietly read the directions just to him. And we have to record what time he's starting and just hope that during this this first session, he'll catch back up. Um, which I guess he did, but who knows? I don't remember now. So yeah. at some point, you know, there's that dumb study about kids eating peppermints and that being good for their brains Mm -hmm. so so the teacher so each teacher was just given a giant sack of peppermints we had a lot of a lot of schools do that so those little starlight mints so every i don't know 45 minutes or so miss gmc would walk around and silently put peppermints on there and And then then like yeah and then i would walk around and take all the papers but whatever it gave me something to do so i'm walking through and remember these kids are in these these cubicles if i'm not walking around there's no way i can see what's happening and Mm -hmm. a child is choking on a peppermint And if you have never seen someone actually choke, it doesn't make any sound. It makes If no they are sound. truly choking, there's no air oh coming through. <gasps> so this little kid is choking. I'm three seconds away from doing the Heimlich maneuver, but you know you're just supposed to hit them really fucking hard in the middle of the mm-hmm. back first. Mm-hmm. So I physically abused a child, and then they threw up peppermint all over the floor. Oh. <laughs> But at least I didn't have to do the Heimlich maneuver. No kidding. Um, it was it was very very scary. So you know, I smacked this kid. (laughs) They, but it got the peppermint out. You have to, if a child chokes, you have to bring them to the nurse because they need to check that you did not somehow damage this child. That their air pipe is actually uh, free, clear and clear and free and stuff like that. Uh, that's like, you know, every school year when you're doing your um, your like PD at the beginning of the year, yeah. there's all, the nurses always come and talk to you for a little while. And they, you know, tell you you have to wear gloves when you put on a Band-Aid because yeah, students okay. don't have to tell you if they've got hepatitis, um, which nobody does. Everybody just no. puts the Band-Aid on. So I have to walk this kid down to the nurse. So this is the second time Miss GMC has been left alone in the room. Which you're not supposed to have two adults, but they try to have two adults in case somebody has to pee or somebody chokes on a fucking peppermint. So I walk this kid down to the nurse. Um, Nurse has to do a full exam, call mom. I do not remember if this child came back or if we ended up testing later. Um, Let me check my notes and make sure I'm doing this (laughs) order. So I end up only being there through lunch and then I had to teach my afternoon classes Mm-hmm. So at a certain point in the day, Miss GMC's just left on her own, but it's only for like, I don't know, an hour or something like that. So I'm like, okay, I have to go have my lunch break and then teach the full afternoon. How's it going? Um, later in the day, I get some weird note from Miss GMC that is like, oh my goodness, a student just told me that they cheated in the test. I don't know what, what to do. <laughs> what? So we go and tell the like on-site oh testing God. person what's going on. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, so my principal was not a beloved principal and the assistant principal really did not like her. Mm-hmm. My principal was off campus this day, which normally principals are on campus for 
testing days, except for when it lasts two months long. They obviously yeah, can't make it a priority for two do. months. So we tell Stacy, the testing person, what's going on. Like, what do we do? Do we vacate this test? Do we, we, I was like, I was like, we have to report it. We have yeah, to. Absolutely. So they like interview the child. And apparently the child just like leaned over to somebody and was like, hey, what's the answer? And the other student was like, what? A couple of times and didn't tell them an answer. But, you know, when Dumb you give ass. these standardized tests, you have to in Everything. some part of the script, they yes. ask you, did anybody cheat? Just so they can say nobody cheated. <laughs> so 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 remember, um, assistant principal does not like the principal that is not there. So she, because it ended up getting reported to her, so uh-huh. she tells the principal of the middle school, because it's on the same campus, who is mm-hmm. one scary lady. You have to be to be a principal of a middle school. Yes. Man. I love her, though. Yeah. But she is a scary lady. So Miss GMC and I end up getting, like, interrogated like police style about wow. because because they have to decide whether they have to vacate these tests or not yeah. and and they were just like how could this happen without you noticing and i'm like all right time out scary principal yeah. and i think at this point i already knew i wasn't coming back the next year so i just gave no fucks miss gmc uh-huh. had been at this year at the school for 10 years and she was truly terrified and then yes. i just run through the list of stuff that happened and i was like yeah. Yeah, it's really possible because you know what? We got locked in a classroom. A student had a severe allergic reaction. Another one was choking to death and I saved them and had to bring them to the nurse. You're welcome. This happened in one day. This was on day one of five days of testing. So um, that is the story. Mm. And they ended up doing an investigation and found that everything was fine because the one student was like, well, yeah, I asked her. Like, she just didn't think it was a big deal. And then the other student was like, well, I didn't tell her I couldn't hear her over the box fans. Over the box fans. It's impossible to cheat. Box fan prevention. So it ended up like nothing happened. But the assistant principal wanted the principal that was absent to get in trouble so bad that she really made a huge deal out of it. And that is the long tail of the worst testing day. Wow. I ever experienced that sounds awful <laughs> man oh. testing sucks it's so many ways that is the worst well let's take a little breaky break okay. and we will get into today's topic oh, yeah. all right we're back mm-hmm. and uh this topic comes from request of our dear friend miss l yeah. So I'm very excited to talk about it. She sent us a message that's like, could y'all please do an episode about WTF is up with Common Core Math? I mean, why? What the hell? Yeah. So so, so I should say Miss L has been doing some substitute teaching while she was finishing up her MFA, which by the time she hears this episode, she'll be all done. So yay. congratulations, Miss L. Did I tell you what I got her for a graduation present? No. I got her a robe because at some point I knew she she said that like she needed a robe. So I got this robe and on the back I got applique letters that look like the collegiate style that say MFA and the robe and the MFA are in the college colors or the university colors where she went. Yeah. And then underneath. Same motherfucking artist. It does. Yes. Oh, I 
love it. It says motherfucking artist in like oh, fancy embroidery I'm so happy. <laughs> I have to see a picture of it. That's I, so I'll send you great. a picture and a video. My um, my my friend from my days at Walgreens has a has an embroidery company, and ninety five percent of the stuff she does is like going to Disney t shirts. <laughs> You know yeah, how everybody know. gets the the different They're, chevron yes. material, but it looks like and Mickey get Mouse. Kaylee with three Ys and a yes, GH. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which was good because Aww. the embroidery place near me, I scoped it out, but there's just like this little old Hispanic lady, and I was like, "How am I going to get this? How am I going to tell this woman that I want fuck and motherfucking artists yeah. embroidered on this robe?" And then I was like, "Oh yes, Becky. I know Becky I does die. this." <laughs> Do it in Disney font. <laughs> Can you do motherfucking <laughs> artist in Disney font? Oh, I love it. Um, well, that's exciting. So by the time she hears this, it won't matter anymore. But yeah. at least at least Miss Ellie can go, oh, okay. And hopefully you'll go, oh, that makes sense. That's what I'm hoping for. This is a um this is a really great hot topic among, I feel like, my generation because we people of my age, those of us who have children, lots of our children are around the same age where we're starting to help our kids with their math homework. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like, oh, I can't do high school geometry with my kid. Now it's right. like, I can't understand their first grade math. What the yes. fuck are we, what the fuck is this? So, um, Common Core and uh, Miss W, I put a whole bunch of links yeah. in the thing. The last one I put is a extremely thorough but easy to read kind of yes. summation of everything. So that's the one I recommend that you look at if you only want to look at one. Yeah, and I'll, I'll put them both in the show notes. Okay, so here's the deal with Common Core. When we were kids, it was your math teacher is sitting at the front of a darkened room at the overhead, and she is writing multiplication problems, and then she models like two of them, and then you open your textbook to page 124, and you do all the odd numbers on your own, and then you check the answers in the back. I think that's how we all remember math being taught. Okay, so what had happened was all the states in the United States of America, you know, were very big on states' rights. And so every state had pretty much extremely different standards of what students needed to be able to do by the end of a certain grade level. So what that led to was, you know, big disparities between what the students in, you know, California could do versus the students in Kentucky. And that became like a big classes thing. It became a big deal. So the idea behind Common Core was we don't want to take away states' rights, but what Mm -hmm. we do want to do is make sure that as a nation, we're all pretty much on the same page so Mm -hmm. that if I'm a college and I'm recruiting students from two different states and they both have the same GPA or they both have whatever, I know that they're actually both prepared for this college program as opposed to one gets here and they're like, oh, I never wrote an essay before, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's, that's the idea behind it. Um, So they... This also kind of ro- was rolled in with No Child Left Behind mm-hmm. when it was decided that every state has to have their standardized test at the end of the year for certain grade levels in certain subjects to make sure that they're meeting their standards. So NCLB originally was just totally left up to the states. And so those end of year assessments could were picked by the state or designed right. by the state. And they were testing them on the standards of that state, but still they could be totally different things from state to state. Um, So the common core was to come together as a nation and decide for collegiate readiness, what are the things that we need kids to be able to do 
by the end of their schooling Mm -hmm. career. We want to make sure that they can reach these standards. And then along the way, if we want them to reach this level along the way, these are the benchmarks of when they should be hitting these skills. Because what was happening before that was like Massachusetts, they already had super high standards. Like they were pushing their kids really far. So it was Mm -hmm. easy for them to make their standardized test scores look really good. But like Tennessee, for example, did not have the same high standards. So all their scores, all of a sudden they look like a bunch of dum-dums. Right. Even though it's not their fault, that's just what they were teaching. So people started freaking out that states' rights were being taken over. Mm-hmm. And so that it, it turned into a political issue, which schooling and politics should not be t- like the fact that that's a thing sucks. Anyway, yes. different topic for a different day. So they got together a huge committee of um, people from one of the largest mathematics unions in the nation. It's called the NCTM. It's the National Something Something Mathematics, so you know okay. it's legit. I used to belong <laughs> to it. And then there was there's another one for the language arts department. So mm-hmm. it's professionals. It's like hundreds of professionals. And they basically tore through, they tore up all the standards from all the different states, and they looked at them all, and they were like, okay, these are the ones that we need. How do we want to word them to make sure that we're on the same page and we're getting the same right. things? Then when they had drafted those, which took a good chunk of time, they released them so to the general public and they took comments they were like if you see anything on here that you have ideas about please send us some feedback so about 10,000 people sent feedback and they went wow. through all of that feedback to uh go through and make sure that everything was on the same page and everything was copacetic before they made it the thing that they spread out so um part of the collegiate readiness was we want to make sure that students who are coming in have problem solving abilities. So I'm kind of, I'm talking about the math part now. I'm going to go that direction. So they have problem solving abilities. Whereas before it was just like, can you use the multiplication algorithm to get the answer? Now it's more geared toward, do you understand what you're doing when you multiply and why it works? And Mm -hmm. here's, so they teach it in a different way to start with. And they do teach the algorithm, but they don't start with the algorithm because the algorithm doesn't show you what you're actually doing when you're learning multiplication. So that's, very long story short of how it came about. So um, the one that makes me laugh the most, and I think it's in that third article I sent you, probably many of us have seen it, is the one where- Is it the check one? There's the check one, which is hilarious. (laughs) And then there's this one where it's like a third grade math problem. And so I'll read it to you. It says, Jack used the number line below to solve 427 minus 316. So there's like a model of a number line and there's big jumps for the hundreds and then little jumps for the tens and then littler jumps for the ones. And it says, find his error. So it like shows a fake student's work and then write him a letter describing what he did wrong. So it's combining mathematics with writing, like argumentative writing. Mm -hmm. So we're crossing curricular lines and it's making the kids explain the reasoning behind the math. Right. And there's tons of studies that say students get a deeper understanding if they can explain something to someone. Absolutely. Yeah, which is why it's great when you're doing these, um, doing reviews and stuff, instead of the teacher just saying stuff, it's like getting groups of two, three, four, whatever, and Mm -hmm. um, I want you to come up with an explanation for this thing that we're going to review. I want you to teach it to me. And it just, oh, it's, okay, I'll hush, you keep going. I know, it's so great. So um, then there's like a whole bunch of Blake lines where it says, dear Jack, comma, and then blank, 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 blank. So the dad writes 
a note that says, don't feel bad. I have a bachelor of science degree in electronics engineering, which included extensive study in differential equations and other higher math applications. Even I cannot explain the common core mathematics approach, nor get the answer correct. In the real world, simplification is valued over complication. Therefore, and then he does the standard algorithm for subtracting and carrying or uh, borrowing. The answer is solved in under five seconds, 111. The process used is ridiculous and would result in termination if used. Sincerely frustrated parent. Yeah. So I, which I, I fully get behind, but also like the fact that this electronic engineer could not slow down and see that, oh, this is just a number line. So like understanding the reasoning between numbers. So what Mm -hmm. the number line does is it shows that 427 minus 316. First, they count how many ones apart they are. So from seven to six, there's one, one. Mm-hmm. And then how many tens apart they are. So there's 10, you know, from 10 to 20, there's another, there's 10. And then how many hundreds apart they are. And then just adding those up together. So from 300 to 400 is 100. So 100 plus 10 plus one is 111. So it kind of points the finger at, yeah, you can do the algorithm, but can you explain? the reasoning that 427 is 111 numbers away from 316. That's all that it's doing, but it just looks hyper complicated because we were not taught that way. Right. So, and what happened for, since we weren't taught that way is some students did do fine in math up to a point because they're able to memorize. And mm then somebody like me, like I would always just think about numbers in a certain way. Yes, I could do, stuff in my head but when I stop and think about how I was doing it it's like oh I was grouping oh I was doing using right. this strategy I wasn't taught those strategies it's just how my brain figured it out mm-hmm. but if you're a student whose brain did not figure that out if maybe you're way better in ELA like my older sister terrible at math does mm-hmm. not get it mm-hmm. but had she been taught this method I think she would have She'd been probably okay. get it Because she was fine up through elementary school, but once it got to algebra, she was like, what in the actual fuck is going on? Because if you skip a single step or forget a single step, you have no problem You don't have that foundation. You don't have the foundation to understand what you're actually doing to work your way around it. So that's that's what it is. And it starts at a very young age. So my daughter in kindergarten does something they call subitizing. Mm-hmm. I still don't know what the hell it is. Like she tries to tell me in her five-year-old language and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. But it's something like <laughs> where they start with 10 blocks. I think they're just trying to get the kids to understand what a group of 10 is made of. So mm-hmm. it can be one and nine or nine and one or seven and three, but they call it, they just call it subitizing. So it's just mm-hmm. called something different. And then they'll take like eight and they'll subitize eight and they'll find all the parts that can make up eight. So four and four and three and five. So it's just kind of giving them that background number sense of like what numbers are built with so my son who's in fourth grade they're doing um two digit by two digit multiplication so i just remember when i was a kid like we were taught that nine times four is nine groups of four and i think we had Mm -hmm. the pictures to explain it but after they explained you know the single digit multiplication you memorize your facts which i very strongly still believe you need to do Right. You just memorize your facts. And then when you're ready for two digit times one digit, we teach you the algorithm. And then we add on another digit and we teach you the algorithm. So it's just algorithm from there on out. Right. Now when we teach math, like backing up to second and third grade, when you teach nine times four, you show the little groups, but you also show a rectangular array where one side is nine blocks long and the other side is four blocks long. So there's a total of 36 blocks in the array. So it starts out 
showing that, which it's called an area model, which totally makes sense because right. that's what area is, right? And we want to tie those concepts together. So now that they're doing two-digit by two-digit multiplication, parents are starting to shit their pants because they could kind of get on board with the array. But now with an area model, all it's doing is making an array out of two-digit numbers without having to draw 36 squares right. and then 75 squares. So what it does is you draw a big rectangle, and if you have 36, you break 30 into 30 plus 6. So all you're doing is you're drawing a four square. So okay. you put 30 on top of one and six on top of the other. And then on the left-hand side, if you're doing times 72, you break it up into 70 plus 2. So you've got your blocks going that way. So then you're just multiplying like a Punnett square. You're just okay. multiplying those four things and then adding the sums. So 70 times 30 is 210. 30 times 2 is 60. And then you just add up all those blocks and you have the product. So it's teaching them it's the same thing. You're still finding the area. Mm -hmm. um, and then when you teach them the algorithm, like half of the kids in his class hate using the algorithm because they don't get it yet. Like they don't understand the drop yeah. of the zero, but they're tying that in. Like you see where these zeros are here. That's why they end up down here in the algorithm. So like my son uses the algorithm, but a lot of kids like the area model because it's more physical. It's more physical. and Yeah, it's visual too, right? Yeah, it's visual. Yeah. It's concrete. The cool thing about it is when you get into high school and you're doing algebra, algebra two, and you're multiplying polynomials like 2x plus y times, mm -hmm. you know, 3x plus whatever, you can still use that area model to multiply those polynomials instead of doing, doing the FOIL method, the first outer inner last yeah. where that kids get mixed up on. So you can use it with more advanced concepts and it just ties it all back to you're doing the exact same thing, but... It just looks a little bit different, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the whole, it's to build a stronger foundation in math so that they don't get stuck and they can actually reason and think their way around problems. So I'm, I actually really like Common Core. I think um, if for nothing else, that it does help everybody in the country get on the same page with each other, because especially coming from where you and I come from, where the standards when we were growing up, we're, we're laughed at because yeah, uh -huh. like we were, we were tied with Thank another God state down here for number smart. 50 and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but in other states, it's very different. So I think it will help, you know, I think it's just, it, I think it's good across the nation. I understand parents' frustration with it. And it's also that thing where we change stuff and then the parents are never educated on what the hell is going on. So right. it's just very different from what they grew up with. And they're pissed off about it because they don't know how to help their kids which is understandable. And then if you're substituting and you haven't been taught common core math and you go in there and you're like, what the fuck is this? I can't teach the second grader how to subtract. How to, what is this number line for? When all you're doing is just calculating a distance between, you know, one number. Yeah. And, and I worked in an after school program several years ago where we had homework help for an hour. And if a teacher didn't show up, I had to step in and be the helper. And there was lots of times that I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let me show you how I would do it. Yeah. And I told parents last year when I taught third grade, you know, if you don't understand the way that they're doing it and you need to help them with their homework, just do it the way that you know how to do it. Because I don't want kids to think there's only one way to solve a problem. I'm right. going to teach them that way anyway. You might as well start now. But the problem is, again, with testing, it's, <laughs> it tests the method. So I strongly believe that kids should learn the area model. But I do not agree with on their standardized tests for one of the questions to be, um, what would the addition 
show me the number sentence that could be that would be used to solve this multiplication problem by using the area model. And then the kids are forced to break it into pieces. And I understand the reasoning behind it because they want to test that they understand the adding of the different areas of that rectangle. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, we want kids to get there, right? We just want the fucking right answer. So it's kind of beating out of them. Well, I've been using the standard algorithm since I learned it because it's much easier for me than to do the area model. I shouldn't have to back up and break it into pieces right. if I already understand how to do it. So there's there's the good and the bad with it. But I, I'm hoping, and it's way too soon to tell, that um, by the time these kids do get to college that they are able to problem solve better because they have right. multiple ways to explain themselves. Um, and then, you know, adding that writing piece into it I think complicates things. I know it's good, but I also know that for a lot of kids, it excludes them because kids who are dyslexic or they struggle with reading, struggle with writing. Right. All of a sudden, they're playing with numbers and like, oh, this is one thing I can do. Now they're putting in my most feared subject where I have to communicate on paper Mm -hmm. what my thoughts are. And that's terrifying. So I do feel like there should be a way to work it in as, you know, an oral exam or, you know, verbally explain it to me. Like if you can't, write in a letter to Jack to tell him why his answer is wrong. Like, can you tell me what, just tell me what you would do to solve it. Like with your words out of your mouth. So anyway, long story short, that is common core math. Look it up. It's actually very interesting. Yeah. I'll find a YouTube link that like Khan Academy. Oh, okay. All right. Khanacademy.com. Yeah. There's a, he has everything and he explains all the stuff in a common core, not all the stuff, but he explains lots of the stuff in a common core method so that you can, see it and hear it at the same time it's cool perfect hey did you get a chance to uh read that email from miss h i did i just skimmed it before and um because we're in the middle of okay so i was talking a few we i don't know when i don't know when two weeks ago maybe i don't don't know know. (laughs) i don't listen to our show i ain't got time for that um we were talking about my sweet little student who um comprehends beautifully but she can't like she's skipping words and she, her reading decoding is terrible. And um, our specialist friend sent us an email and suggested that she, that sounds like a lot of signs of dyslexia. Right. And, um, you know, she asked if I had spoken to the school diagnostician yet. And the answer is yes, I did. The bad news is because we're already in testing season, they can't do shit about it right now. So for the test, she had read aloud accommodations And so my big thing was just forcing her to, like, showing her that let them read it to you. Let them read it to you, and you're going to be fine. So I'm really anxious to see how she did. But next year, that's she's, like, first on the list to get evaluated for that. So I really hope she gets the help she needs. Poor sweet baby angel. Thank you so much for that email, Miss H. It was so well-written, and she gave us, like, links to some resources. And we we love to hear from people that know more about stuff than we do. Know more about what they're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of you out there. Please help us. (laughs) All right. I think it's time to scream in the parking lot. Yes. Screaming in the parking lot. Okay. Mine is petty. I can go first. Okay. (laughs) I kind of have... um. Do I have two or just, uh, I have one that, that ties in together. You know how I love the reply all emails that people I send do. out to the whole faculty and stuff, but I got two especially stupid ones in the last couple of days. One of them was just like, hey, have y'all heard of this podcast? It's really good. That's it. Sent an email to- What's the name of the to- podcast you 
asshole? Yeah. She, 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 I mean, she did say the name of the podcast, but it was like, uh-huh. you just sent this out to, to 500 people for what? Yeah. And then, you know, half a dozen people are like, oh, great. I'll check it out. And it's like, get the fuck get out of out my of inbox. And then another person, and this one just kind of enraged me, was like, hi, I own a two-family home, and one of our units is going to be available in the fall, so if anybody's looking for a place. Not- and it's like inappropriate that like, is totally inappropriate <laughs> hey have you thought about losing five to 20 pounds have you tried these body wraps that i sell <laughs> that's on the I, hashtag that's, mom hustle that's screw the, you that's the same uh, thing um uh, when i was telling somebody else about this but i was like have you have i have i told you about stick on fingernail polish yeah, i've told you about my <laughs> sticker really fingernails cool. oh but oh miss uh miss l on the podcast one was like i double dog dare you to reply all and be like have you heard of bs in education <laughs> oh are you talking like, about bs in education <laughs> nope. like, no 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 i do don't it. i don't, don't want do it <laughs> don't do it i don't want anybody to listen too closely <laughs> oh my god i know that scares me too but you know it's almost days. summertime so i'm not going to be able to complain about these reply all emails for you never know months. you never yeah, know that's true what people will do <laughs> So mine is a mine is a screaming in frustration, but silently because it was during the mm-hmm. test uh, in the parking lot. So um, my cl- my class, I had I have I'm gonna say fourteen. No, I had fifteen kids in my homeroom who were supposed mm-hmm. to be testing in my classroom, but seven of them qualify for um, small group testing to just kind of give you a picture of nice. the makeup of my homeroom class. Um, Lots of, lots of goofballs in there. So I had, I only had eight kids in my room. And so they were spread out very nicely. There's another kid who, um, there's two kids who are highly excitable. So they were able to have their own tables that faced walls and not other human beings. (laughs) And, um, so it was kind of nice. I was able to spread everybody out. So for the, the math test day, well, I, t- I had told them the day before because, you know, we get this packet of instructions that on mm-hmm. the day of the test, you cannot give them any pep talks. You can't remind them to use strategies. You can't do anything. Don't shit or look sideways. All of these things. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, make sure that they're in the right section, but don't look at the test too long because then it might look like you're reading a question and then you can lose your teaching license. Right. That whole deal. So... I'm monitoring the test and this sweet little baby angel who they, they do not speak English in his household. He speaks English fine, but like, I think I've talked about him before when he writes, it's clear that English is not his first language and he takes things very literally. So he has a hard time with anything that's like you have to infer. So on the math test, which I have no idea what's on the math test because how dare I even think about looking at the questions, this sweet little boy raises his hand and he goes, can you read, are you allowed to read this question to me? And I was like, just do the best you can. And he just like hangs his head so sadly because on the reading test, he's allowed to use a dictionary and most kids will use a dictionary like maybe once. He keeps it with him and looks up stuff constantly. Like every time he hits a word, he doesn't understand. He looks it up. So he's like, can I use a dictionary? I was like, no, sweetheart, I'm sorry, which is off script and I could probably get fired for that. So I hope no one listens to this. Um, so he's just like hanging his head and then he raises his hand. He's like, can I just have a mint? I was like, yes. So I gave him a mint, but then I, my partner teacher is next door and she's a math teacher. And I walked to the middle and I was like, is this a math test or a fucking reading comprehension test? Why, if it's testing their math problem solving skills, why shouldn't I be able to read the words to any student who needs to have the words read to them? 
It is a mathematics test mm -hmm. of problem solving and computation. It just made me so mad because he's really good at math. Like, he does really well. But if he doesn't understand the question. Right. Uh, it just made that me so angry and sad. And he was sucks. just like. And there's and he's not the only one. Like, we had one girl who, um, her grades are great. Like, she always does really well on all of the, you know, benchmarks and stuff. And she had an anxiety attack right after the instructions were read and had to go sit in the hall and calm down. I'm like, she's nine. She should not have an anxiety attack about a test. Poor it just, thing. Ugh, it was awful. It was just so awful. I was like, this is so wrong and cruel on so many levels. Anyway. We had a, um, a reading specialist at the school where I used to teach that would um, not come to school the week of testing because she ah, and she wore it. a giant button that was like mm -hmm. testing is wrong or something like that. Oh, I love it. I love it. And it's she would so like true. protest and just not come. Isn't that crazy? I love that. Yeah, good well, for her. Well, I tell my kids like the day before when I'm not before I was like tomorrow I'm going to be acting like a robot and I apologize in advance, but I'm not allowed to say these things. And it's not because I don't want to. It's because I could lose my job. Right. And that's literally the only reason I was like, but you know, you know, you guys know what to do and I'm rooting for you. And I'm, you know, just know that every time you raise your hand, if you just want me to be near you, I was like, all I can tell you tomorrow is just do the best you can. That's literally all I could say to you. But if you just want me to come sit near you for a second and hear me talking, if that will make you feel better, you can raise your hand and ask me a question just so you can hear me say, I can't help you. Just do the yes. best you can. And I had a couple of kids like, okay, okay. It's like, gosh, this is such a nightmare. Oh, but it's over now, right? It is over it's now. It's over. So happy. Yes. Right there isn't all worth it that it's over. Oh, so mine actually goes with that because now that it's all over, Mm -hmm. the kids are always like well do we still have to come to school and i'm like yeah and i'm like this is when we get to do the fun, the fun stuff, stuff you guys so my son's math teacher she's all amped up because she's doing like a economics unit with her kids for math where they mm -hmm. have to pick pick a career that they want and pick their college I and like they have different this. so they have different based on the career they have different code numbers so like if you choose to be a doctor or a lawyer it's four but that means and you earn this much money but that means you have this many years of college and if you choose a three like you're gonna be an accountant or something mm -hmm. else so they you know they're picking all the stuff and i'm like see that's the stuff the kids are like really excited about it and then in my class we're doing cursive we've been starting the day yes. after announcements with just like we have the lights off and we're just sitting there and i'm just talking in my um Bob Ross voice with like how to do <laughs> cursive letters and they're all just sitting there like making their letters so nice and peacefully and then Fantastic. after recess we're doing some more cursive practice and everybody just calms down it's, it's just, just like, their mindful moment yeah to just and learn we can just to write chill in cursive. out we're not in a hurry we don't have to poop our pants about anything and then we're working on a fun research project they're researching an animal and like we're just teaching them how to like we're building these like project boards out of ma those big mailing envelopes you can like yeah. cut it open and then it'll zigzag so it'll stand up by itself oh, so we're just cool. putting together our research project we're writing mystery stories um so there's this awesome this came from another uh teacher on my team she's so amazing she was teacher of the year last year um but she there's this author his name is chris van allsberg and he's amazing he does these awesome stories they're so creative and the art is incredible he does the mm -hmm. art as well so there's this one about, um, the, it's called The Mystery of Harris Burdick. And it's about, and it, it's, it's written as an, it says introduction. Mm -hmm. um, my friend who was a publisher, this man named Harris Burdick, 
came by his office one day with, um, he'd written 14 different children's books, but he didn't want to bring them all. So he just brought one illustration from each of the 14 books with the title of the book and just like a caption for the picture. And my editor friend loved them and he wanted him to bring the rest of the books the next day, but he didn't come back the next day or the day after that. And Harris Burdick has not been heard from for 30 years. So now we just have these mysterious pictures with like a title and a caption. And they are, they're like really mysterious looking pictures that just make you think. Yeah. So we put them all around the room so the kids could look at them and think like, what do you think the story was behind? Like, what would be the story to go with this picture? So now they're all writing their mystery stories that like follow the elements of plot, like the, you know, intro and the rising action and they're using the, oh God, they're having so much fun. And I'm like, see, this This is is what what school should be. This is what we get to do in school when we're not freaking out all the time about a test so nice oh that's wonderful Mm. my all worth it is just self-serving i got a perfect score on that late project yes suck it suck it slacker partner friend and an a minus in the class and i do not think i earned an a minus man (laughs) but i'm fine with it (laughs) yeah because the teacher dropped the ball a lot so i think okay some pity points in there for everyone yeah yeah because there's a lot of stuff that she's like oh yeah i didn't post that thing that's now due in 24 hours so everybody everybody gets an a on that one so heck yeah i'm now 50 percent of the way to this graduate certificate that i may or may not ever use in my professional career yeah well but it's a nice just like a general education overview too yeah which why not not why not what else what else are you gonna do all what right. else are you going to do? Hey, Ran, we we did it. We talked about it. We educated some people. We learned a lot ourselves today, I think. <laughs> but yeah, so if anybody else out there besides us has a BS in education, we would like to hear from you. You can email us at bsineducation2020 at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at bsineducation. You can give us a call at 234-73-TEACH. Can they te- I think they can text us I think also. they can text it also. Heck yeah. I'll so, try it later. I'll, text, okay. I'll send us a text and, and see. So if you're like me and you're really scared of the phone, you can just text <laughs> us a really long text message that should have been a voicemail at 234-73-TEACH. Also, um, we're also, we wanted to make the... Uh, proclamation that summer is rapidly approaching and we would like we would like to relax a little bit so we're gonna do a fun summer series i think we decided every other week where we're going to um just watch a movie about education or teaching and um and just caught and just talk about that movie it's gonna be a lot of fun yes so if you have any teaching based movies or movies about education or teachers or anything that you would like us to watch and talk about, feel free to let us know because we would love to uh, cater to your wants and needs. And we'll try to have our shit together enough that we tell you what the movie is like a <gasps> week ahead of time yes. so that you can also watch it. You can pre-watch it. And be it. like, oh my God, me too. Yes, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. All right, guys. Uh, nice talking to you. This has been a BS in, in Education. education. <laughs> Class is ended. Time to go. Pick up your crayons off the floor. Class is ended. Time to go. I don't want to see your face no more. Thank you for listening to ABS in Education. My tummy hurts.